John Jones with Brock Lesnar. If you want to know what it feels like to get your ass kicked by a guy who weighs 40 pounds less than you, meet me in the octagon. Welcome back to the newest episode of Comic Book Bullies with Nerd is the New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. This is Eli. What's up? Yeah, and it seems like we are back with the new episode. And, yeah, just want us looking at the, what happened last week and seeing some stuff come out. Actually, kind of like a slower week because it seems like summer is kind of winding down. But doesn't matter because a lot of stuff that's still going on right now. Uh, and, Eli, guess what I did? What did you do? This weekend... I saw an MMA fight. Oh, I wonder which one it was. <laughs> I, it, it, the funny thing was I didn't know what I was going to watch. <laughs> so apparently, and I, like like I said, I'm not an MMA guy. But here's what happened. The only reason I was at I was uh, watching the party because I was at a party, and it was you know lots of drinking, lots of hot women walking around like in very low skirts walking around, okay. and of course what I did being is antisocial invert that i introvert that i am uh my buddy said hey i can break in this room and uh get bootleg <laughs> the fight on on the computer in the back <laughs> like okay i'll go watch that so i left the hot women left the drinks and we went there with a whole bunch of other guys and we just watched uh like a whole bunch of mma fights so i, I think it was like a, a whole title card and things and yeah i guess the last fight was okay like i said i don't know who these guys are it's my first time watching mma fight like really really watching so am I getting this right, John Bones Jones? Yeah, John Jones. Okay. You don't know who he is? I sort of, kind of, not really. Yeah, he's like one the, of the. I like I've heard the name before, but yeah, I don't really know who. He's you know. one of the UFC stars. One of one of their stars. They, they got you know they keep losing them because they keep getting beat. Unless you're like Connor who gets beat but somehow manages to get a fight with Mayweather. Or Rhonda, who got beat, and now she's probably done. <laughs> right. So basically, whenever they get a rising star, they get beaten, and they got to yeah, no find the next one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, right, so. John Jones is what was one of their bigger stars. Um, he sells, um, he sells fights, and his brother or brothers. He's got two brothers that I believe are on football teams. Like ones for the, I don't know which they're they're in the NFL. Yeah, I, I might miss it. I think they said one place for the Panthers or something. I'm not really sure, but you know. But yeah. I think I, I heard them mentioning that. Yeah. Yeah. So his brothers are famous too. So. Okay. So who who was the guy he was fighting? Is he supposed to be somebody? Or was this guy? Yeah, like he, a, Daniel Cormier. Yeah, that's uh, they were. Um, Daniel Cormier was the champ until he got beat the other night. But um, John Jones was champion for a long time until he got his title stripped because of all the shit he was getting into, you know, he, you know, he was failing drug tests. He's getting arrested, you know, crashing cars into fucking pregnant women and all this shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> so what, he, a guy that gets paid to whoop ass and he's getting into trouble? <laughs> yeah. He That's kept, unheard of. He kept fucking uh, fucking up and lost his title. So they had a they it was a vacant belt and Daniel Cormier um, won it. Now they right, so so did, so did he get beat or was it stripped from him? It was stripped from him. Okay. And, and there's been this rival. I mean, Daniel Cormier and John Jones have had this bitter rivalry for the past four years now, three, four years. They fought once before, and it was a really boring, shitty fight, but John Jones won. And um, now everyone was talking about a rematch and all this shit. But then John Jones, they were going to rematch, I believe, last year, or was it a couple years ago? When was it? They were, they were set to fight. And the day before the fight, John Jones failed his drug test. And the day before the fight. The day before? The day before the wow. fight. And he, they wouldn't let him fight. So, yeah, <laughs> that was like a year or two ago. Wow. So this, this has been a long time coming for them rematch. And, you know, me, I'm a big MMA fan, and I, I really didn't care. Um, well, my, my, my buddy that was there is, like, heavily into MMA. Like, I think he, like, took judo or taekwondo or maybe all that shit. I don't know. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting there looking at the fight, you know, but he's actually looking, okay, if he ducks and faints and stuff like that. Like, he was, like, calling out play for play. Like, he was, like, my own commentator right there, like, calling yeah. out stuff like that. So he, he for me, he made it more exciting than I normally would have thought it was exciting when I watched it. So he, yeah. you know, he was pretty into it, you know. Yeah, um... I mean, I used to really be into John Jones before he got the title, because uh, he used to finish guys. I mean, he he was like sick when he first came up. I love John Jones. Like, fuck, when he first came out, man, he was yeah. fucking wicked. And then he got the belt, and then he started to get boring. It's like he started fighting really safe. He fought to keep right. he the belt. He didn't fight to win, right. He, yeah. he fight not to lose. Yeah, and it was, he just got really boring. He, I mean, he's got this long-ass Ichabod crane body, and he just stayed. I mean, he's got this long-ass reach, long arms, long legs, and he just stay on the outside and just kind of jab and, you know, kick people's legs and poke people in the eye. <laughs> That's kind of what the hell. What That's he not would, legal, is it? <laughs> no, but he was, he's been known for poking, eye poking. <laughs> wow. But, um, but yeah, he just got he just fought really safe, you know, and he just got boring after a while to the point where okay, I can't stand him anymore because he has the potential to just wreck motherfuckers, but he just like doesn't want to engage, you know, and I just like kind of like got you know, so when he lost the belt, I'm like okay, cool, well finally, if there's a mix, whenever the champion loses the belt, then there's the mix up in that division, then you get more interesting fights. So I was kind of like cool, cool. You know, now the fights are interesting. It's not going to be the same old John Jones boring fight. And he was gone for the last couple of years. Right. I mean, he looked yeah. look hungry to me. I mean, my first time watching him fight, he looked hungry, you know. Yeah, it was um, it was kind of the, almost the same. I mean, I was a little bit – I was more impressed with De- uh, Daniel Cormier not uh, actually landing because Daniel Cormier is a short little meatball. He's got no reach. So he's got to get in him. And that, that's what the last fight was. It was Cormier – constantly chasing down John Jones while John Jones just kicked his leg the whole time, you know, which right. was a boring fight. And I thought I, it was kind of going towards that for the first couple of rounds. Honestly, I thought the fight was going to suck. I thought it was going to be boring. I thought it was going to be more of the same, but I was, I was, but Hey, he, he did what he did before. He finished. Him. It, 
Right, but it seemed like the, exactly like the same way you thought the fight was going to go. And it's the way my, my buddy explained it to me. Like, it's the same way. What was the other guy's name? Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier. Okay, that guy. It seemed like he thought it was going the same because like he was lulling him to sleep. Like, okay, he kept going. He did exactly what you said he normally does. Go for the legs. Go for the legs. Go for the legs. So when he went for the legs again, the other guy thought he was going to yep. go for the leg. And instead, he caught it right, right in the yep. temple right there. Yep. Wasn't paying attention. And then we got him. That was it. You know, yeah. that, that's pretty much the end of the fight right there. Yeah, so, classic that, mistake. Classic, uh, yeah, thinking he was kicking it. Right. You, you tra- a, checking the leg kick, and then he went up high. And then, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh. I mean, It's, it's <laughs> kind of like in any fighting discipline. Like, you train a person to defend this, defend this, defend this. And when they go for it, bam, you go for another type, another tactic, you know. So I, I, I thought it was pretty interesting that time right there. But here's the thing that really got me at the end, and I didn't know this was a thing when John Jones said, uh, Brock Lesnar, I'm coming to kick your ass. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when, did, when did that become a thing? Well, Brock Lesnar was in UFC years ago. He was champ for a while for in UFC. Right. Um, and you know when he when when he was fighting little guys. Uh, once the, once he started fighting guys the same size as him, yeah, that's when he lost. So <laughs> he okay, eventually now, got knocked out. Yeah. Like, like I said, I'm not an MMA guy, so help me understand this. Brock Lesnar is like a fucking refrigerator. Yeah, he's now, huge. So they allowed him to fight little guys? Well, they don't do that shit in boxing. Heavyweight. He had to – the cutoff – see, in UFC, I think the cutoff weight is 260. So heavyweight goes from like 205 to 260. So you have to be under 260 to fight in heavyweight. You can't be that big. You know what I mean? So as far, far as I know, I think, yeah, Brock had to drop down to at least 260 because he's – He's. I've met Brock Lesnar. I've shook that dude's hand. He's. He's. He's got like lunchbox hands. The dude's a fucking monster. Right. Uh, he, he's. <laughs> but and, and yeah, he had to cut cut down to two sixty to to uh to be at heavyweight. But he was champ for a while. And back, you know, this was years ago when, you know, heavyweight like Randy Couture. You know, he's an actor. He's been in the Expendables. He was heavyweight champ, and he probably walks around at like two forty, two thirty. He's not a big guy. And then right. you got a monster like Brock Lesnar. That's when you saw Cain Velasquez, Junior Dos Santos, these bigger giants, you know, Bigfoot Silva. These guys are huge, you know. <laughs> okay. You start being seeing these super fucking giant heavyweight dudes, and Brock just couldn't hang with guys that were that could punch him in the face. You know? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, Brock didn't like getting punched in the face. And um, but yeah, he fought. He fought like a few months ago or last year against uh, Mark Hunt, who was a kickboxing champion, and um, won that fight, but then he failed his drug test. So then he went back to WWE. What the hell? What is yeah. the MMA? Yeah, he's, people are failing drug Did tests. Everybody like do lines right before they come out to the fight? You know? Oh, shit, John Jones. They have Drew and Coke <laughs> to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Brock Lesnar went back to WWE. And now, from what I understand, his contract is up or something. So I think that's what John Jones was talking about. I think Brock is hinting on coming back to MMA, and John Jones, John Jones just wants to get paid. You know, I'm sure he's got all these legal fees, and he needs a super fight. And hey, Mayweather and McGregor, if they're gonna throw some, you know, horse shit like that on, let's make this other freak show. You know, <laughs> and, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because they pay to watch it, right? Yeah, Because yeah, it's been shown that whenever like a professional wrestler fight like the CM Punk fight that everyone went crazy for and he got his ass kicked in like 30 seconds. That was sad, right. some sad shit. But yeah, Brock sold fights. 
and John Jones sells fights. So this is yeah, it's of course it's not going to be for the title because there's no right. way Brock Lesnar is going to make 205. He ain't dropping down that. <laughs> that that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, yeah. does John Jones have any chance against Brock Lesnar? That's what I'm wondering. It's if Brock gets a hold of him, probably not. I mean, um, I, I understand the puncher's <laughs> chance. I, I understand that mentality, yeah. but that doesn't even seem like it's realistic. Like if Brock Lesnar's still this refrigerated-looking monster he is, and John Jones, I mean, still like a pretty good fighter, but he's still kind of on the skinny side. I don't see how he can <laughs> do anything here. Like I, I just, I can honestly see him punching him, and Brock Lesnar's just laughing at him. You know. Yeah. Or he even trying to go for his legs and Brock Lesnar just that, walking that around is, with him attached to his leg or something. That is that is the question. Does John Jones have enough power? I mean, I'm sure John Jones walks around at 230, 240. John Jones is big. Yeah, he's skinny. I, he can knock my ass out. Yeah. I believe that, you know. But does he have the power to knock out Brock? But Brock doesn't like getting hit. Brock panics and bitches up when he gets hit. That's been proven. <laughs> True. <laughs> if there was a guy his size that could, you know, lay that kind of damage, I don't yeah. see how John Jones could even do damage to a guy like Brock. Maybe, maybe, maybe I need to see Brock in. Maybe because I've been watching pro wrestling so much, he seems superhuman to me. Maybe yeah. he can bleed. I don't know. Oh yeah, you know. He, 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 yeah. I've seen, I've seen Brock get his ass kicked, and I've actually felt felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what it is. It's my perception. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But I, I think we talked long enough about MMA because I don't know shit about MMA. Uh, uh, apparently, you listeners will know that I don't know shit about MMA. So let's talk to some shit we know. So let's go to some nerd shit. Let's go to the box office numbers. And the box office numbers are kind of slowing down, but still got some surprising numbers going on right there. So number one at the box office, we still have Dunkirk. Dunkirk still hanging in there for the second week. Uh, What is that? Looks like it had a 47% drop off, but still hanging in there. Uh, number two is the Emoji Movie. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Eli, I don't know what it is about these cartoon movies. They just always do numbers. They just, no matter how shitty they are, you know. Because yeah. I think uh, the Emoji Movie has like a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but they don't care. Whatever. It's well, up that, that, We all knew that movie was going to suck. <laughs> it looked like it was going to suck. And not only is it going to suck, two or three years from now, the movie will be completely outdated. Yeah. Like like kids growing up later on when they see the movie made ten years from now won't even know what what it's referring to. Like I don't even I don't even get it. What are they talking about? You know. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about? Third third uh movie is Girls Trip still hanging in there. Yeah. I just it finally clicked to me like wow this is the cast of set it off in a comedy yeah. oh, movie. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Really? Jada yeah, Pickett. It's like Jada Pickett uh 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 Queen Latifah. So you got two of set it off in yeah. there. So it's oh, like a kind of like a reunion, but to make it a comedy. So hey, that, I wish they would have had all. If they'd have had all four of the set it off girls Did in this movie, Fox. I would have seen the shit. <laughs> Fuck, I would have been by myself, surrounded by uh, another but black women, just laughing my ass off at this movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, number four, number four. Oh, number four, we have Atomic Blonde. Oh, I, in there. I was gonna check that out. I'd like to check that out. Just to see. I want to check it out. I, I've been hearing mixed up about it. Some people say it's awesome. Some people like it. Yeah. Uh, what I've been hearing, apparently, this was directed either by the guy that made either the first John Wick or the second John Wick, mm-hmm. and I'm hearing rumors that there may be like a shared universe crossover type deal coming. Who knows? Yeah, I can see it. It's I, the, I, I yeah. can see it happen. Yeah, it looked like the female John Wick and shit. You know? Basically, yeah. yeah so, so. Uh, number five, hanging in there by a thread, is a uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So still in there. Still, still in it. But, but okay. I, I, no, everybody's freaking out. Everybody, panic. don't panic. Everybody, calm down. 
The movie has not been released in China, not been released in Japan. So maybe when it finally hit those numbers, maybe it'll start looking because as of right now, like three weeks or four weeks in Spider-Man Homecoming, six hundred million may sound like a lot, but for a Spider-Man movie, that's kind of actually pathetic numbers. So we'll see how it do overseas and it kind of picks up from there because I, I think it is a good movie and it does need to do better than these amazing movies like right now it's grossing right now it's grossing less than the amazing movie really so it needs to do, oh yeah, yeah yeah well maybe i, should I think go the see lowest grossing spider-man movie was made <laughs> spider-man 2 and it was like it almost did 800 million by itself yeah so that's spider-man but uh we rest of the box office we have uh number six war of the planet apes seven despicable me three is it three yeah uh, number eight, Valerian in the City of the Thousand Planets. Oh, wow. Second, yeah, it's way down there. Uh, number nine, Baby Driver's still hanging in there. And number ten is Damn. Wonder Woman. I still want to see Baby Driver. I still haven't seen Baby Driver. It's, hang, it's hanging in there. I want to see it's it. I, sh- I should have saw that instead of Dunkirk because I did go see Dunkirk. And that was well, you didn't tell me you saw. You didn't tell me you saw Dunkirk. I, I saw Dunkirk. I could have put on the list. Yeah, Dunkirk. I saw Dunkirk. I gave okay. it a review on Geek Savs last week. It's I. Right. Okay. <laughs> give, give, give me a rating out of five out of five uh, give me a rating three out of five <laughs> yeah. yeah i you dare blaspheme i yeah uh, i just god king chris nolan you know. yeah it was uh well for one thing it was short so that was good you know? okay <laughs> but uh and i i it began the beginning like the first half hour was really intense you know when they set the setup okay these soldiers are trapped on this island they gotta get off the boats can't come in because the Nazis will bomb the shit out of them. So they're, they're just, these soldiers are fucked. And then it just uh, it just lost it. The, the the tension just lost it towards the end because he kept cutting. You know, you remember like the Dark Knight Rises, the ending. Oh, the action scenes where you didn't know what the fuck was going yeah, on. Yeah, when the the ending where it kept cutting back and forth between all the shit that was going on between Gordon trying to find the bomb and Batman. Trying to fight Bane and the cops doing their shit and Catwoman on the bike. I still remember Batman Batman again to the end when Batman was going to fight the ninjas and Ra's al Ghul. You think I don't take four of your puns, you know? And then Ra's al Ghul leaves him, and it just seemed like somebody just threw the camera at him, just like spazzing out and was break dancing and shit while they was fighting. Yeah, I I, I guess it was kind of like that again. Like you don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, it just keeps cutting back and forth between all the shit that's going on, and it's like okay, right when I right when I'm into something, when I'm into this scene. And I want to, you know, I'm engaged and I want to find out what's going to happen next. Then he cuts to something else. And it's yeah. like, it, that's kept constantly out like this. I mean, it looked amazing. I mean, I'll give him that. I think it was all shot on IMAX. It looked amazing. The dog fight scenes were cool. The big wide scope of the beach and the ocean and all that. Shit. It looked cool. But I just, you know, found myself not giving a shit towards the end. And like, eh, okay. So three okay. out of five. <laughs> Okay, let me look at something real quick because you're saying it's three out of five. You're saying the movie is meh, and oh, people are saying, the, yeah, people are saying it's a masterpiece and it's better than oh, yeah. pre, better than Private Ryan and all this bullshit. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's what Rotten Tomato says: the at the professional critic. We're not professional critics. We don't know shit yeah. uh, uh, according to us. So according to Rotten Tomatoes, people get paid to do this shit and professionals. They rated this movie that Eli just shitted on. They rated it at a ninety-three percent. Yeah, that's because they're Greatest all. Greatest movie all, of all time. They're all Christopher Nolan dick riders. What the fuck? Are they? Anything <laughs> exactly. he yeah, anything he shits is gold to these dumbasses. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, if it's a bad movie, it's just call it a bad movie. You know. Yeah. Oh, oh the director but, of Dark Knight. Oh, it's gonna be cool. And 
pretending that Inception and Interstellar are good and shit. <laughs> right. And you, you, you wake up from your nap, like, well, at least I had a good nap, so I guess it was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Those ain't good movies. They're pretentious and fucking boring as shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> I haven't. I still haven't even seen Interstellar, so yeah. <laughs> I, I but, I like know, but I know but I know to say that if I say Interstellar suck, people jump down my throat. I'm like, fuck that movie. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, fuck, but, fuck Interstellar, fuck Dunker. <laughs> <laughs> I said it right here. <laughs> See, that's why we don't get paid for this shit. Because <laughs> we don't know shit. Obviously, we don't suck Christopher Nolan's dick, so we're not gonna get paid to do this shit anyway. <laughs> Uh, but let's go right back and look at some of the box office numbers of the comic book movies that we re- reviewed. Uh, right now, Spider-Man is looking at $633 million right now. Kind of uh, meh numbers for a Spider-Man movie, but like I said, it hadn't been released in China, hadn't been released in Japan. Now, keep in mind, just because it hadn't been released in China and Japan doesn't mean it's going to do shit. China could very much say, fuck this movie, and it might not do anything over there, and then it's just going to be stuck at those numbers. So we don't know. We don't know. We have to wait and see. Wonder Woman, on the other hand, is the truck that keeps on trucking. Mm-hmm. And we are looking at $788 million. Right now, it is the uh, still right where it was. Eight highest grossing comic book movie of all time. Very respectable. You know, can't beat that. Um, oh, I'm going to just look at these, some of these boxes. Now, Eli, I'm going to do a segue. Watch how I do the segue. Okay. Now, well, we got some other movies that came out in the box office this weekend, and number, well, I'll put it like this. We had Detroit come out, and Detroit debuted at a whopping number 16. Oh, wow. Yeah, pulling in a, wow, is that right? Uh, 350,000? Okay. Yeah, I, that might be right. I'm not really sure. But that's the thing. Like I said, we had Detroit come out, and one of the stars of Detroit came out because I'm going to kind of make this go full circle. Now, Eli, you're a fan of Game of Thrones, right? I am. Okay. See, I didn't know you were a fan of Game of Thrones. If I did, we would have mentioned it, you know, and we would have did. It like we had the awkward MMA discussion we just had because I don't know shit about it anyway. But Detroit, one of the stars of it, John Boyega, who is not a fan. Oh, I forgot to tell you, yeah, like I said, it debuted at number 16. But John Boyega is not a fan of Game of Thrones. And I'm trying to remember exactly what he said about Game of Thrones, basically saying that they need more black people on the show and diversity would yeah. help the show sell more. I'm, I don't, that here's the thing. I don't know. I've, I'd have never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. All I know is that everybody in my timeline, whenever it comes out, they kind of spoil everything on it. So they always let me know that it's on their own show. And I have several of my friends say, don't call me why Game of Thrones is on. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like they don't have a fucking DVR or something, you know. But anyway, I don't I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. So Eli, does does he have any kind of weight to his claims that you know Game of Thrones need more black people uh, or have they have no black people? You know. Uh, well, there's 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 darkies on the show. I mean, Jason Momoa was on uh, the first season. <laughs> okay. Uh, but um, uh, I can see his point because. I mean, Game of Thrones is basically Lord of the Rings with sex, you know. It's, oh, it's, that's, it's, a, that's another thing. He not only complained about there's no black people in Game of Thrones, he complained there's no black people in Lord of the Rings also. Yeah, so so I can see what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, it's not but white folks. But, yeah, this is basically traditional white folks. Right. You know I mean, This is I, the, I just, the white culture. This is their shit. You know what I'm right. saying? You, know, you, yeah, ever go to, I mean, you ever go to a Renaissance festival? It's like a white powwow. 
It's just no. <laughs> I'm never going to a Renaissance. <laughs> well, that's what it is. It's a, it's a white it's a white people having a power. They get all dressed up in their fucking traditional outfits and their regalia, and they act like white people acted back in the day. You know. <laughs> I, I, so, I mean, I, I always thought like like I said, I'm not a fantasy guy. I'm not into the Dungeons and Dragons sort mm-hmm. of thing. If you are into it, more power to you. Love it. It's not my thing. Yeah. Because I understand it's like it comes from like it's celebrating like. It's like a power fantasy for for Europeans, really. It's like yeah, it's a mythical European, yeah. you know, lore and things like that. And it's not supposed to have people of color in it. I don't, I don't think so. So I, when I watched Lord of Rings and I saw no white, no black people in Lord of Rings, I didn't get upset and be like, <laughs> why aren't there more black people in it? I don't expect black people to be in it. You know, it's, it is what it is. You know, uh, same thing when I was playing the like the Witcher three game. I heard people complain about that they didn't have any white black people in that game. I'm like. Like I said, it's in some made-up European company uh, country. It's not supposed to have black people. Yeah. It's it, like we don't. You don't have to force feed this this stuff to people. You don't have to force feed diversity. If yeah. it wasn't designed for that, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. I, I mean, know, it, and the thing is, there is minorities on. There's plenty of minorities on. Uh, okay. Then let on, me get back. On, let me, on fucking Game of Thrones. Okay, let me get back to you on that because, like I said, I've heard there are minorities on Game of Thrones, but is this true or not? Are all the minorities' balls cut off? Uh, the army, yeah, the eunuch, they have the, the, the uh, Sully. But um, are they black or are they just – they're just brown. I guess they're black. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, they're black. Fuck it. <laughs> well, brown, the Dol- if you're brown and black, your balls are cut off. Fuck yeah, it, okay. the, the Dothraki are um, – they're like the barbarians. They're like the, the, the natives. The, you know, like Jason Momoa was the chief of the Dothraki that uh, – uh, getting into that Daenerys had to marry the, the chick with the dragons. She had to marry. She was forced to marry, but now she leads that army. And they, uh, and they got no. I'm not. I'm not a Game of Thrones yeah, yeah. guy, so you can't throw too many yeah. Kardashians and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was. I mean, so there are minorities in the show, but are they main characters? No, I can see what he's saying. Yeah, they're not main characters, but they are. On the show, and last week, last week's episode, we had black people fucking on on the show. So it was ebony porn last week. So I don't know. I what will he's Google that. Okay. <laughs> and you know, first you had my curiosity, now you have my yeah. attention. Yeah, minority titties. You know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that, that's the thing. Like I heard that the the girl from Fast and the Furious, she's one of the folks on there. So you know, like, uh, um, you're basically the hot chick from Fast and Furious. So I'm like, um, I could. Watch her on Game of Thrones, but maybe I, I don't know, man. But yeah, the, the I can't remember her fucking name, but um, she's basically the hand, one of the Daenerys, the queen, the chick with the dragons, one of her like interpreters, one of her main like uh, hands or whatever. Yeah, she's yeah, she's black and she's hot and she got naked. <laughs> cool. I still probably won't watch the show, but maybe I'll Google that scene or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said. It, John Boyega, maybe he didn't watch the show. Maybe he watched the show even less than I did. He's, you know? he's a black stormtrooper. Tell me to chill the fuck out. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Man. But anyway, that is what I want to talk about because it makes me wonder because soon as John Boyega said that stuff about Game of Thrones, which is a show I never watched, but I'm hearing this negative stuff about there's no black people and the black people do have their balls cut off so like that. All of a sudden now the showrunners of that show have created a new show called Confederacy. And mm-hmm. Being a black person from the South, when you hear that, you're like, 
a red alarm goes off and you're like, oh shit, no, you don't say shit like that, you know. So apparently, and let, and let, and let, and let me and let me guess, white people are making the show. Oh yeah, yeah. This, of course, of course. <laughs> so I'm hearing the premise of this show, and I like to get like a red alarm, like like I'm hearing the get out alarm in my head right now, like no, get the fuck out. <laughs> you know, basically what they're saying is that they're gonna make a show about present time where the Confederacy won the Civil War and slavery still exists. I'm like, who the fuck thinks that's a good idea? Why in, in the hell would you want to even see something like that? Now, keep in mind, yes, there are plenty of people in Mississippi, where I'm from right now, that would love to see a show like that. You know, it's basically like it's their power power fantasy, you know. Uh, they, they would love to see the Confederate flag waving all over the place. It, it would be their favorite show of all time. They would have throw parties and shit, you know. <laughs> Back to the good old days. No, no I, I don't want to see that. So that makes me kind of leery just about the whole people behind Game of Thrones. Like, whoa, whoa, okay, do you guys run behind this show and stuff like that? So uh, I, do I want the show shut down? Like, I'm not going to watch the show, Yeah, but I'm I'm kind I'm, I'm kind of curious to see the reactions of everybody about what type what type of show this comes out because this is gonna bring out some some reactions in certain people. Some people are looking for a show like this. Some people don't want to go. Now, keep in mind, there are some black people want to see this show. They they they're actually thinking that okay, I want to see what this show was like. It's gonna strike a nerve. It's gonna strike a conversation. I want to see what's gonna be like. Me personally, I'm like, no, fuck no. I'm not gonna watch this show. I'm not gonna patronize this show and give them my money at all. No, I'm not gonna do that. But yeah, this is who in the hell would I? I wait, I'm saying who in the hell would want to see this? And I just remember who who's president. <laughs> uh, it's, so. it's, you know, you know how white folks are. They sometimes they gotta teach other white folks how bad racism is. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they're gonna do with this show. See, white right. folks, racism is wrong. This is their racism. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna preach like, to other white folks about how bad, how shitty they used to be in the darkies. So. Right, <laughs> make you feel slightly better about themselves. I don't know, man. It's another white guilt show. I don't know. Sounds corny as hell to me, but yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so many just. Uh, I, we will revisit this when the show actually comes out because I'm pretty sure that, we're gonna have a, a lot longer conversation when yeah. the show comes out. But isn't there that one show? I think is it on Amazon about the where the Nazis won or something? I never watched but, it. The Man in the High Castle or something? Is that what that was about? Yeah, it's where the Nazis won World War Two and the world is run by Nazis. I mean, you know, you know, wow. like like, okay. like like I said, racism is wrong. That's the you know, hey, take your lessons right. from these shows. But why would you want to watch a fantasy of a show doing something like that? Like, why would you want to watch a show like that? I, I don't want to see slaves in 2017. I don't want to see the Holocaust in 2017. But I guess some people do want to see that stuff. I don't know. Uh, moving on from that. I don't. <laughs> Let yeah. me put it like this, Eli. You didn't quite sell me on Game of Thrones. <laughs> Not even the black porn, man. <laughs> Not even the black porn with the guy with the balls cut off. And... <laughs> Anyway, we move on for that. I guess uh now what are we also we're talking about now? Eli, you, you got an IMAX theater by you, right? Yeah. Okay, because I'm hearing that IMAX is having trouble right now. Like I guess like the, the they're shutting down the 3D portion of it and things like that. And I don't know, like I said, I went to an IMAX theater one time. I've only seen one movie in IMAX and that was Transformers Five, the whatever of the whatever. I don't I can't, forgot the movie just that quick. Uh did it sell me on IMAX? 
sort of, kind of. It was cool, but like I said, I do have a 3D theater like around me that's not IMAX, and it I didn't feel like it was worth the extra money that I paid the money to go see. Yeah, Same like here. I said, my job my job basically paid for because I wrote it off on you know on expense reports, so it didn't bother me at all. You know. Yeah, I saw Tron Legacy IMAX 3D, and I was almost falling asleep. <laughs> and I was like, forced like, you better not fall asleep, man. You pay 50 bucks for this shit. You better, you better not fall asleep. <laughs> so I wasn't impressed. You know, I've seen Avatar in 3D, and I didn't think that was that great either. I mean, there's been a couple movies I've seen in 3D that, I wow, that was kind of cool. But for the most part, I'm not a big fan of 3D. I, I, you know, I don't need that shit. I don't need the, you know, I don't need the extra money to see the same shit. You know? Yeah, I mean, but they try to make it like the big thing overall. Like fans, like 3D TVs were a big thing, like about I guess like three, four, five years ago. Yeah. But you don't want really to see those anymore. You know, they yeah. say they're going to do something to make them cheaper or make them more favorable. I guess people don't want to be in. The, people don't like wearing those stupid ass glasses. I guess. Yeah, and now you got James Cameron trying to make the his next Avatar movie supposed to be 3D glasses. No, make a 3D movie where you don't need the glasses. So he's, basically, he's trying to make us all blind. Basically, yeah, he's trying to. Yeah. It's gonna be like minority, all bunch of holograms of, and shit. <laughs> right, we won't be able to see shit when we walk out of there. With yeah, there'll be like two fucking seats in the theater because <laughs> <laughs> you got to stand right in the fucking middle to see everything. Oh, well, good thing about it, that movie he's making will never be made or be made long after we're all dead. So anyway, <laughs> oh fucking James Cameron. Anyway, we can move past that. Oh. We got some just no. Before we move on there now, there is one movie Eli that I think we all might need to see out in in IMAX just out of sheer curiosity. Okay. And I think that's Infinity War. Oh yeah. Here's here's, here's why here's why what I'm hearing and this may or may not be true because like I said the, the internet spreads all kind of rumors but they're saying that both Infinity War movies which I think the second one they start shooting that next week. Like the other one's in the can. It's done. They're shooting the other one next week. So they're saying that they got Marvel, Disney bought these brand new cameras, that they, it's going to be the first feature link movie to be shot 100% in IMAX cameras. You know how you watch like the, the Dark Knight and IMAX scene, regular scene, IMAX scene, regular mm -hmm. scene? None of that. This is going to be 100% IMAX. So if this is, if this movie doesn't sell us on IMAX, they should just shut it down. Like just, just be done with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Depending how seats are, I mean, maybe. Because, like, you know how it's going to be first opening weekend and shit. You know, it's going to be hard to get all the cool tickets and shit. And, you know, I'm going to get a shitty time at fucking, you know, 9 in the morning and have a shitty seat. So then I'll eventually have to check it out. And Like like I did with The Force Awakens. Like, I saw it, you know, but then eventually oh, I'll check it out in 3D just to say I saw it in 3D. Yeah, and I did the same thing with Spider-Man. I, I saw it in 2D, and it didn't kind of really impress me at all. Actually, scenes 3D did was better and actually did kind of jump out at me a little bit better i kind of saw what they were trying to go with but i mean for the most part sometimes this 3d that's just kind of lazy with it you know yeah. they might have like one cool 3d scene the rest of it's kind of lazy you know so i don't know we can move on from there like i said we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes uh but speaking of like i said we just talked about marvel i guess we talk about just league and we're hearing all kind of crazy ass rumors about just league now they're doing all kind of crazy reshoots and all kind of uh, calling the cast back over it. And when one particular that they're having a huge issue with is Henry Cavill. So I'm shocked. I didn't know Superman was still alive and going to be in the movie. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So not only is he back, apparently he has a mustache. So, 
and he has a mustache because he's filming this mustache for Mission Impossible. What is it, six now or something? I don't know. Mission Impossible six. And the director. Yeah, 70 porn star. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you said I'm going to come back to that in a second. But <laughs> so apparently Mission Impossible director said they put it in Kimberly Cavill's contract that he's not allowed to shave the mustache. So he has to shoot Justice League with a 70s porn mustache as Superman. And they're supposed to go back and digitally remove it, which is going to cost the movie studios like tens of millions of dollars. It's going to put them over budget and it's going to be being the same uh, the same bad situation they were with. BBS when they overspent on that one, so uh yeah. Eli, they, I don't, I, they can't they could they couldn't just give him a beard for the Justice League? That bearded Superman? Yeah, see now you're pissing me off. <laughs> I wanted a fucking beard. That's yeah. that's all I just wanted like Jesus. Yeah, just Praise like Jesus. Jesus. I want I want my Superman as Jesus C as possible, <laughs> man. How are you gonna make Captain America look more like Jesus than Superman? <laughs> Uh, Mar- that's why Marvel keeps shitting on you with these movies. Like, oh, you're gonna make Superman Jesus? Oh no, we're gonna beat you with that shit. <laughs> I like so. Now they tell me they can't cut the mustache. They gave him a beard. This mustache bullshit wouldn't even be an issue. He'd be in an all black suit, have the big thick beard. But now you just confirmed he's not gonna have a beard. You're gonna have it digitally removed. And all my excitement for this movie just went down just the nasty line. I was excited. <laughs> Because I always anticipated that maybe he'll have the beard. Now they just confirmed that he's not going to have the beard. And I'm like, ah, fuck this movie. You look like Magnum P.I. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Magnum P.I. was the shit back in the 80s, man. <laughs> Pulling women left and right. <laughs> but I'm glad you said it because I'm going to bring that back to it. Because, Eli, do you remember the story uh, in the comic book world when Superman shot a porno with Big Barter? Oh, no, I don't, dude. I missed that Oh, one. yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I know we're gonna go to the conversation, but I gotta talk about this shit now. <laughs> it's gonna be real quick. Okay, so apparently Superman was brainwashed by one of Darkseid's minions. Like the guy named was Sleaze and like that. So he was like a telepath, psychic hypnotist that can make Superman do whatever he wanted. You want to rob a bank? Cool. Take over the planet? Cool. But what he decided to do was get uh sell the rights to a porno director and also brainwash Big Barter, and they filmed the porno. This is not an Elseworlds story. This is actually a real post-crisis story that was filmed. Uh, apparently, he had already brainwashed Big Barda, and she would already was shooting pornos before. Matter of fact, Darkseid, uh, her husband, Mr. Miracle, Darkseid got a hold of the tape, saw the tape, like, cool, and mailed the tape to Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle saw the tape and saw his wife in a porno. You're like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> So he hunted down the porno company because apparently he he saw where the mail where the mail came from. So he tracked down the porn company, found his wife in bed with Superman, and that was right before you know I guess the money shot came. He crashed through the window, uh, but but the thing was Superman didn't kind of go through the porno because his his mind because Superman's will is so strong, sleeves couldn't make him you know go into porno. But the thing was Big Barter couldn't break the mind control because since you can't make somebody do whatever they don't want to do. She really wanted to bang Superman, so she couldn't shake the mind control. So well, they're all right. Yeah, that was a weird story. That's actually like the the second comic I ever uh, bought. So <laughs> that's like, whoa, Superman comics kind of crazy. <laughs> anyway, where were we going next with that? Uh, yeah, moving on from Superman's uh, porno mustache. Now we can talk about something else that has the internet titties in a twist. Once again, uh, Ryan Reynolds has. Uh, show the picture of Domino. Everybody knows who Domino is. She's the X Force 
90s uh female sexy assassin you know every team has to have one they have to have a wolverine claw guy and they have to have a female sexy assassin who's just there to get 14 year old boys horny so that was domino so what she's doing she's laying in front of a fireplace across dead on top of deadpool saying uh, a guy's a uh, girl really knows how to lay out a red carpet you know yeah uh but the fanboys are freaking out because domino is the wrong color and but they're not freaking out because you know she's not pasty white. They're freaking out because she's not white. Because she's I, not white. Which is weird because I always thought she was Asian. But maybe it's just because of the kabuki makeup I, or something. But I, just, I don't know. Right, right. The gay makeup thing. Like, I, like I, the, the, I, 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 I was never a. Like I don't know much about her other than what you know the few things I actually read what I what I just yeah. told you is all you need to know. Yeah, yeah, I know who she <laughs> she's is. From, and, I mean, she's yeah. a Rob Liefeld character. That's yeah. pretty much all you need to know. There's she's, nothing else yeah, going the, on. The, there. the female Deadshot. Yeah, I get it. Basically, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But yeah, I never thought. I, 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 yeah, I thought she was Asian. Like you know, nineties and you know, anime was a big thing. I thought that's what I thought she was. You know. Yeah, big guns, stuff like that. So, but they're freaking out. They're saying, "Why didn't they cast a white woman? Why are you doing all this race changing? You're taking away my characters." I'm like, and see, Eli, this is why Confederacy is being made right now. <laughs> I'm bringing all this shit back anyway. But I always, but how are you gonna put race to a character who doesn't have a race? Like Domino has always been racially ambiguous. She's uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Like her race has never been defined. So just because a race is defined doesn't mean she's white. It doesn't work like that. She can be any color you want to. She can be white. She can be Asian. She can be Mexican, whatever. They've never, they've never actually broken down what her race is supposed to be. And at the end of the day, it kind of really doesn't matter what her race is going to be because she's pasty white anyway. She can be anything she wants to be. Now, yeah. uh, that, that, yeah. okay, okay. No, you can finish. Okay. I was going to bring it home because that being said, I'm not a fan of what they did with Domino. Yes, because me neither. I, I'm I, not I, a fan. I yeah. saw, yeah. All, I, take all the race shit away. Yeah. I, I have no problem with the actress or the race of the actress. I don't like the design of Domino. Yeah. And here's, here's my issue with Domino because I feel like they made her look too normal. She's just like another, just another sexy assassin. Just throw in and one of these James Bond movies. I, I get it that they got the the vitiligo thing going over her left eye. But that's not clever. That's not really? funny. No, that's not. That, that's, I, I want. That's not makeup. Let me see. No, no, no. It, it's makeup, but they're making the makeup look like vitiligo. Yeah, know? I know. That's what I'm talking. Oh yeah. Oh right. yeah. I'm looking yeah, at when, it right you, now. When you zoom, I, I saw a zoom in picture of it. That's basically what it looked like. It looked like vitiligo over her. Yeah. No shit. Like what the fuck? That's yeah. what they're doing. So that's, that's what it looked that, like. Doing. That's what I'm saying. It's like that picture where it just shows like her. Her face, you know, right. her, her pro, not profile, but her just her headshot. Right. It, it, I, I was like, that's it. That's I'm like, it's, it's like a fucking shitty Halloween costume. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, come on, guys, you can do better. Than that. And, and I'm kind of disappointed in them for this also, because like I said, we haven't seen what Cable looks like yet. But we know Cable's going to look fucking awesome. We know that we Deadpool looks like the most comic accurate uh, character I've ever seen in any movie. Like he looked like he just literally just leaped off the comic book. And it's perfectly accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colossus. They fixed Colossus. They've got Colossus, the closest he's ever been to the comic. So you're doing all this comic accuracy, and then you do this with Domino? 
Yeah. You just make it look like just an average, regular. Yeah, I was like, it looked kind of half, like when I first saw the picture, I'm like, that's it. It looks like half-assed. Right. You know? I mean, let, let's, let's, let's think about this for a second. We are getting Cable, Deadpool, and Domino on the screen at the same time. This is the Rob Lightfield Holy Trinity. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm pissed because I'm comparing Rob Lightfield to religion or <laughs> Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. I don't know. But either way, we're getting the trinity of Rob Lightfield. And, you, and we all know what Rob Lightfield represents in the 90s. Insanity, extreme, balls to the wall. It's supposed to be heightened reality. It's not supposed to be reality. It's supposed to be on some other shit. Like you got Deadpool doing this crazy shit. You know Cable doing some crazy shit. You got Domino like, yeah. Like, come on. We need her to have the pasty white skin. Like, she can have the afro. I love the afro. Like, keep that. But just give her the pasty white skin. Give her the black domino eye with the domino, uh, you know, color scheme. And yeah, things like wasn't that. that the reason for her fucking name? You know? Exactly. She's <laughs> like a domino. She's got spots. You know? <laughs> so they're going to just throw that out the window, you know. So she just looks like an, uh, a basic average looking cosplayer. And this movie is supposed to be this live representation of a Rob Lightfield comic, and that doesn't work. I'm like, come on, man. You can give me more than that. She's supposed to be just as heightened and just as supposed to be, like, visually insane looking as everybody else in the movie. Because whenever I used to read an X-Force comic, which I wasn't that many, because <laughs> they kind of yeah. fucking sucked. But whenever I read them, I used to see Domino like, whoa, who's that? You know, because she just looked visually interesting because the way they wrote her. I mean, the way they drew her. Yeah. And now they take it all away by just making her look bland. You know, come on, guys. You can do better than this. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know. That's my whole thing. But all you assholes on uh, Ryan Reynolds' uh, page talking about, they're changing our characters and you don't get mad. We can change one of ours. You're like, shut the fuck up. This is not – Domino's race has never been defined, so don't define Domino's race just because you put a race on her. It doesn't work that way. She's racially ambiguous. She can be whatever she want to be. The one to give an afro is fine. Want to make a bald head is fine. The problem is the color scheme, not the race. All right, can we move on from this? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I feel like my blood pressure going up or something. <laughs> oh, now we can move on. Uh, like I said, I love to talk about video games on here, but there's really nothing coming out. But I do know, like in August, September, November, that's when the real shit comes on. So, uh, just letting you know. The rest of the way, we're going to talk about nothing but video games on the next couple podcasts. But I do want to let all my European listeners know, all two of you, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> that uh, PlayStation Plus price is going up. They are jacking up the price on PlayStation Plus. I think it was uh, – I don't have the numbers in front of me right now. All you need to know is that whatever you're paying right now, it's going to go up $10 extra. Is it now, 10 after, I thought it was 5 but goddamn. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, it, it depends. If you go uh, yearly, it's 10 monthly it's like five but something like that like i don't have the numbers in front of me right now but yeah like i say if they do this for europe it's only a matter of time before they come to the united states so you might as well get your pockets ready because they are going to jack those prices up i think it's i think it's 50 right now but xbox microsoft jacked the price up on xbox live i think an extra ten dollars maybe like two years three years ago so it's only a matter of time before playstation does the same thing and match the price of xbox live because maybe they do think that they're doing money on the table so Basically, what I'm trying to say, guys, is just go get a PC. Get a <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of PC, did you fucking play Injustice <laughs> 2 yet, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to throw salt on the wound? <laughs> 
Oh, wait. One day. One day I will play it. Okay. I, I played so, it so much, I'm, I'm bored of it now. <laughs> like that episode of The Simpsons where the mill house. Oh, yeah. I don't even play it anymore. Was it Bloodstorm or whatever? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, I still had to play it. I'm just looking from afar, you know. It's only so many YouTube videos I can look at, you know. <laughs> Oh, man. But I guess, like I said, we're done with that portion. Now we can actually talk about, since we are called the comic book bullies, we can talk about what this pod show is kind of supposed to be about, uh, comics. Ooh, and yes. we're actually going to talk about, and we actually read comics this week. Oh, yes. Like new ones. New ones, yes. Yeah, I, I read some shit past 1989. So. <laughs> okay. I, read, I think one of mine ain't even out yet, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Yeah, who's going to spoil the fuck out of it? <laughs> so when you read it, you can thank us. <laughs> Uh, Eli, you know what? I'll, I'll let you go first. I'm gonna try to get my thoughts together on this. But you, uh, what, what, what book did you read this week? Well, I read a few. I got, uh, but one, one I want to talk about is Aliens: Dead Orbit number three. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what you want to talk about last week, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. this has just been a, you know, a great book. You know, uh, especially after the disappointment of Alien Covenant. You know, the movie sucked, um, but this comic takes the alien mythos back to its roots of suspense and terror. You know. And the, the story follows this, like, lone survivor on this derelict space station, and he's, like, struggling to survive, you know, the xenomorph attack. And you find out through flashbacks, you see what happened to the crew as they've all been picked off by the aliens, you know, they've all been killed. Um, you see it through flashbacks. Um, the space station hall at one point has been breached, and he had to close it up on, you know, close off parts of the ship, all while being stalked by aliens. So it's got this, like, slasher film sort of feel to it, you know, survival horror. And this third issue, it starts out where the, the main character, I can't remember his name, Wilizowski, it's got a weird, like, Polish name. You know, maybe it's Polish, I don't know. It's, it's, it's <laughs> a, lot, a lot of consonants, uh, you know, stacked on each other. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably be dead before you get a chance to learn it anyway. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he it starts out where he's, he's all trapped in an alien hive. He's all, you know, gooped up in a hive, you know. And there's this timer counting down. And we don't really know what the what the timer's for. It's counting down. We don't know if it's a bomb. Is the, the ship going to self-destruct? Is the, is the oxygen level uh, going down? And it just adds to the suspense, you know. And the, the, the guy who did this book, James Stokey? Stokey-O-E? I don't know. Like, he's got a weird another, – another weird name. <laughs> James Stokey, I'll say. But he's doing everything. He's writing, art, everything, colors. And it's fucking awesome. The art is this, amazing. This is, this is Dark Horse, right? Yeah, Dark Horse. Yeah, the, art, okay. the art is fucking amazing. It's really detailed. I mean, there's so much going on in each panel. It reminds me of like Jeff Darrow or or Akira. You know, there's so much little pinpointing detail and all in the art. All the wires and cables and the corridors. The ship almost becomes another character, and that just adds to the horror elements. As you know, it basically takes the story back to the original Alien movie, which was basically a haunted house in space. So, so yeah, this book is awesome. I give it a five out of five. It's an awesome book. It really just goes to show that, you know, Dark Horse is putting out quality alien stories when the movies have been sucking lately. So. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, they need to do eight from the comics, and then they would do better. And get better directors also. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, like, I guess we can go for from that. Oh, we're going to change gears, even though we are going to stick with comic books. But, Eli, guess what I read this week? What did you I, read? For no reason. I read Iceman. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I read Iceman, and because I wanted to know what the hype was all about, I wanted to know. We all we all know what happened with Iceman. Bobby Drake, you know, uh, Bobby Drake has been retconned as being gay, mm -hmm. you know, and basically he's either well, actually, what happened? What, we're trying to remember what happened. 
Jean Grey from another timeline told the t- Iceman from our timeline, oh, no, 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 you're gay. You're like, no, but, but, hey, hey, no, it, you're gay. He's gay, but is he still white? He's still white. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so the fanboys won't freak out over that. You know? <laughs> so so basically so basically I guess the uh the whole book is kind of of Iceman kind of dealing with that because I guess what they're trying to say is that okay no he's not just gay in the alternate timeline he's gay now and I guess he's starting to realize he is gay and he guess he's trying to profess himself that he's been in a closet the entire time so they kind of they kind of go with that like in the first couple of issues the very first panel what he does is mass text all his superhero friends and tell them he's gay you know mm-hmm. uh human torch like duh <laughs> I already knew that <laughs> spider-man could have done the same thing uh uh Kitty Pryor was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. You know what she says, <laughs> stuff like that, you know. Oh, Polaris was like, yeah, I kind of knew it. That's why I went with Havoc. Yeah, I kind of knew that. And it, it kind of brings up an interesting point because I guess it kind of makes it seem like that all of his friends kind of, I guess, picked up on the gator, like kind of knew he was in the closet, but he just didn't tell him. And I'll be honest with you, before I get into the, the book, I'm actually talk about that for a second that. It's kind of inter- I'm actually kind of sold on Iceman being gay now. At first, I hated the idea, and I thought it was like a cheap publicity stunt, and it probably is a cheap publicity stunt. But if you really think about it, have you ever seen Iceman like with a long-term girlfriend? Mm-hmm. I mean, other than Rogue. Other than Rogue, no. And that should have been a dead but giveaway I, right there. Yeah, I wouldn't know anyways because I wasn't a big X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> right just saying it was there and it was funny because somebody pointed out an old like x-men one picture and they they posted a picture of it like just showing signs that Iceman might have been in the class things like that like the first time gene gray came to the academy school and all the boys were like you know like beast angel and cyclops they're like oh oh shit we got a girl oh man, man she's hot oh look at gene gray she's hot Iceman, like i'm glad i'm not a hound like you guys i'm gonna go work out i'm like okay like just gonna ignore her, but okay, that's cool. Because I guess everybody confused him with Human Torch. Human Torch pretty much in the comics knocks down everything moving, you know. But Iceman has never been portrayed like that. But anyway, back to the comic. So Iceman goes to his family, and the thing is, his parents hate him not because he's gay. They hate him because he's a mutant. You know, they're like, we don't want to hear about your X Men. Same shit. thing. Same thing. Yeah, they really do because the way they describe it, the way they talk to him, you really can't tell what they hate him for. They're like, oh, we were a family. Before you join, you took you f- start fighting for a cause and start fighting for your people, you know. And his dad was like, I don't want to hear about that other shit. I just want to talk about normal shit tonight, not that other stuff. So you really can't, can't tell if he's talking about homosexuality or being a mutant. You can't tell, you know. Yeah. So he's all pissed off at his family, but he's trying to, you know, he's trying to connect with his family, even though they're really not on the same page. But it doesn't really matter because some, uh, of course, some mutant-hating uh terrorist group finds out who Iceman parents are and while he's upstairs like that they basically hijack and, and take his parents hostage you know put a gun to his head and tell him to come out so they can kill him and things like that you know they call themselves the purifiers basically yeah, they're yeah. religious hate yeah you, you heard of striker yeah because I'm reading weapons of ma- uh, mute, weapons of mutant destruction yeah yeah oh are yeah. you talking about that you gonna, we're gonna talk about that right we can yeah I can talk okay, about it okay yeah. cool we talk about that because I don't really know who the purifiers are but I guess they're like a new thing but yeah, basically they're a religious hate group. They were like, uh, God doesn't want you mutants around here, mm-hmm. so we're gonna kill you right now, and we're gonna kill your parents just for the fact that they created something like you. They gotta go too. So Iceman, you know, is trying to 
But of course, you know, it's just a bunch of regular humans. So, of course, you know what happens. Iceman takes everybody out. But the funny thing is, Iceman is like, you know, you, you're lucky you came after me. You would have pulled this shit with Wolverine. All of you would have been hanging from, a, you know, from the top of the roof right now because I'm the nice guy. I'm not going to do that, even though you keep talking about God don't want mutants. I've already seen the future in other timelines. I become a God. So you can't there's nothing you can tell me. You are basically uh, because I'm so powerful because I am who I am. I'm showing you mercy. I'm going to let you breathe the next day just because who I am, even though I should kill every single one of you right now. And he takes the head leader and he puts his hand on his chest and he put an X and he like freezes an X in his chest right there. And he's like, you're going to leave this mark on on your chest for the rest of your life. Just remember not to come back. And he was like, you know what? And, and the, you know, the bigot or whatever like that, he tells me, OK, I'll wear the X on my chest because when people see it, they're going to look at it as a sign of bravery because I, tr- I took a stand to people like you. Your ex, on the other hand, is going to make you a target for the rest of your life. And people and just because I didn't get you don't mean other people won't get you. Mm-hmm. I was like, OK, pretty, pretty cool story. I want to see where it go from there. Now, the next issue, they just show like a preview of it is uh what's the guy named what was Wolverine's gay son name Draken Drake Draken Dawkin 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 Dakin Dawkin okay okay yeah so he's gonna be in the next issue uh I don't know where that's going so you got gay Iceman gay Wolverine Jr uh yeah I don't know <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh, that's all I gotta say about the issue but we we can talk about some other books you got going on. All right. I'll, oh, before I get into weapons of mutant destruction, I'll talk about Predator Hunters Four, number four, real quick. Now, um, awesome. awesome. Yeah. So, like, aliens, Predator. It's a theme. So, anyways, uh, I was really excited <laughs> about this book because it has Enoch Nakai. Now, I don't know if you remember, he was the Navajo soldier that appeared in Predator Big Game back in the nineties. Um, that wasn't the one that got his spine ripped out, was it? No, 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 no. He was uh, no, he survived. I mean, he was a private in an, on an army base outside this Navajo reservation in Arizona, and that, that it gets attacked by a predator, and of course he kills it. Well, in this story, he's been recruited by the secret squad of like government alien hunters who are out to exterminate predators. They're kind of like the Suicide Squad, you know. Every member has a backstory where they had an encounter with the predator, or they fought a predator and killed it. So that that's what this group is. They're all like people who have encountered predators and and killed one. And um, so he gets recruited for this for this group. And in this comic, it's 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 been OK. It's been kind of slow. This fourth issue, the action finally started to pick up. The team goes on this island in the South Pacific where they tracked one of the predators they've been, that's been hunting there. Um, and they thought they were just hunting one predator. But in the last issue, it, it's been revealed that there's three more on this island. So now in this issue, the, the crew has been doing battle with the predators um, the, this issue focused a little more on action. Most of the crew has been killed. There's only a few left. Um, and there's only one more issue left in the arc, and I'm sure they're saving all the blood and guts for the end. So, uh, so yeah, this was number four. It's a five-issue arc, so I'm sure the big climactic battle will be next issue. So I give this one a three out of five. So. Okay. Okay, we got Predator. Alien versus Predator. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do they have anything planned with both of them uh, together? Well, like they maybe just, down the road or probably. I mean, they just did the last year. They had the uh, the life and death story arc, which was aliens, predators, Prometheus, and that was really cool. So oh. they do, you know, they do cross over and successfully because that was actually a really cool event. You know, and out of all the comic book events of last year, <laughs> that might have been the one. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Um, also, don't let Ryan hear you say that because he's gonna say it was Transformers <laughs> versus Visionaries or something. Oh yeah, the, the the was it Revolutions? The Hasbro the, the, shared. Yeah, the IDW. Version. Yeah, I actually read that the IDW Revolutions. <laughs> yeah, okay. GI Joe versus Terminator versus the Micronauts mask. Rahm, Ryan, we know it. you're listening. <laughs> Bring your ass over to the show. <laughs> you can talk about it over here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but we can. Okay, we can go on. On to the next book I read, and actually I, I read this book. I'm going to talk about Black Panther number 16. Uh, the reason I read it because I thought it was headed in a certain direction. I thought it was going, but it <laughs> didn't. Actually, it's number 17 is the book that you're going to really hear me talk about. But oh. this one was a pretty, pretty cool, chill book. Now, like I said, Eli, we've been a while since we talked about Black Panther in this book, and basically the reason we stopped talking about it because I dropped the book. You know? Yeah. So did I. I haven't read it because was it. Yeah, it, it was like boring as fuck, man. The dude with, you know, had all this political conflict going on and social commentary, things going on. And Black Panther barely even showed up in the book, you know, uh, something like. But this this book, it does seem like it did pick up because guess what, Eli? We missed like a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> so, did, did we yeah, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of it's some shit that happened because there's some major shit that happened in the book because maybe it didn't because like I said, the book is slow as fuck. And this was kind of slow also. But apparently, like we said, we know Wakanda is ruled by kings, had to rule by kings for the last 10,000 years. That's done. Wakanda is no longer a monocracy. But Wakanda is now a democracy. Oh, okay. They vote who's in charge. They have a council. They put in there. They get a president, you know, President T'Challa. You know, that's, that's where they're going now. Yeah, so they get to vote in who they want. They get like terms and like that. So it's, it's not all they are. They're basically in the process of making wakanda a democratic republic they basically saying the monarchy you know the uh, the monarchy monarchy fucking the word up monarchy yeah that's what i was trying to say okay so basically saying the monarchy has not been serving in as well as good and that's the thing about political conflict like no matter what political system you have there will be issues with no matter what you do democracy has plenty of issues which we we realized that last year anyway uh and, and like i said that's where they're headed now so apparently they, they so that arc is done. Like the people try to overthrow Wakanda, that's done. They're on a new arc now, where apparently like the gods of Wakanda, like you know one of the gods that like the Panther gods that gave him his powers like that. There's like other Wakandan gods also. They're gone, and apparently Black Panther has recruited his ex-wife Storm, you know, to to help out. So now she's back in the books. Okay. But you know she's kind of at the friend zone, and they kind of started level from the beginning because you know a lot of people kind of. For some reason, hate the relationship. You know, a lot of people, like like comic readers hate the Black Panther Storm relationship. Like, don't want to see them together and things like that. But like I said, I will get into more detail about that next month. Now I can <laughs> deal with that right now. Uh, uh, like I said, she's you know she's using her storm powers to kind of find out what happened to the, to the gods. While Black Panther's looking for some girl, I don't know who the girl. Is. I know her name is like Asura, Asaka, something like that. Don't know, but apparently she's been kidnapped by the Fenris twins. Now remember. We talked about that last week with the gifted, those two mutants, oh, and the yeah. Strucker twins. Yeah, yeah, the Strucker twins. So the Strucker twins are like the big bads in the in the Black Panther comics now. Okay. So he goes to the uh to the Fremers Club, you know, to fight the Strucker twins. Black Panther got his 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 guys, and for some reason the the Strucker twins have all like these B list C list villains you've never seen before. You've seen before, but kind of forgot about like Whirlwind, the Wrecking Crew, you know, just bullshit villains that you kind of beat all the time 
Mm-hmm. So Black Panther goes in there, kicks the crap out of all these D-list villains like that. He like, I don't want you. I want the Strucker teams. Where the fuck are they? They show up and like, and they're just man, they're racist as fuck, man. <laughs> like that, I, there's some racist that's like hilarious. I like, I love stories like when, when they even had like the Red Skull who just don't give a fuck. He races hell, and you got the Strucker twins racing hell, and all these Nazi folks like, oh, you monkey. You think you're gonna take us down? Well, we're gonna put you back in your cage, you know. Then they're having this big fight and stuff like that, and Black Panther like brushing him aside. And but you know he got this vibranium suit, so but the whole thing was a trap. Like they knew Black Panther was coming, so when they lure him in, all of a sudden, like this army of goons come out of, of nowhere, and they're on top of him on the second floor of the club, and they're all pointing their guns down at Black Panther, and they just unload like an artillery on him. But you know he got the vibranium suit on, mm-hmm. and the struggle twins. Okay, let's see how let's see how much damage that suit can really take, you know. And the suit started ripping and things like that, and start tearing because they they're pouring so much on him, it's starting to rip. So he does that little force push thing, but since he got so much uh, impact stored up in the system, he damn near destroys the club and pushes everybody back at one time. Suits all fucked up, suits all over him. He's like half ripped and stuff like that. And the Strucker Twins is laughing like, ah, you don't have any suit, you dumbass monkeys. What you going to do now? You know, <laughs> so he sneaks around the club and he disappears. You know, he's like a stealth mat ninja and stuff like that. And he sneaks behind one of the uh, Strucker Twins and, you know, puts his finger. He like, I still got a little bit charged left in my glove. And you're going to tell me where the girl is. I'm going to blow your head off right now. And, you know, I guess they tell and things like, no, or they do tell or don't tell or whatever like that. So anyway, the the dogs of war, you know, the Wakandan army, whatever you want to yeah, call yeah. them. Yeah, they take out the guys. They take out all the the D-list villains and like that, and they go arrest them. And, you know, now remember that the Blacking Crew, I mean, not the Blacking Crew, <laughs> the Wrecking Crew, the Wrecking Crew have a black guy on their team. Just just one black. It's like a bunch of white guys and a black guy. So uh, T'Challa tells, okay, get these guys out of here. Except him. Leave him here. I'm going to have a conversation with him. And they were like, oh, shit. Like, the black guy was like, he was like, yeah, I remember who you are. I know who you are. He was like, yeah, I'm the, the guy for the Wrecking Crew. Like, no. Oh, I remember before you became the Wrecking Crew, you were this famed scientist. You were heavy in gamma research. And I remember your name was Dr. Something Something Franklin. He was like, yeah. they were. I was eventually going to become the Black Bruce Banner. They're like, don't call yourself that. You were not going to be the Black Bruce Banner. You are the original you. You are not a derivative version of another race or a shadow of another race. Oh, you were damn. You. He's getting yeah, deep. they would get deep with that shit. It was, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, so don't call yourself that. They need to have, like, you need to be the original Dr. Franklin. And see, because the thing is, everybody wanting to be the black Bruce Banner, prison is loaded with people wanting to be the next something else because they weren't their original self. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. Yeah. And so like, so now, now you tell me that, tell me where the girl is. <laughs> and <laughs> when he did that, he told where the girl was. He was like, yeah, man, I can't, you know, it's, it's Black Panther. I can't, because he, uh, because another reason he was like, okay, first off, the Strucker teams are racist as fuck. Why the fuck are you working with them? Yeah. Because obviously they don't like me. You know that, you know what they think about you, you know, so I was like, man. So, and then of course, Storm, I think she finds the African gods and things like that. And that's kind of where the book ends, but. Yeah, it it was actually like a pretty action-paced book. You know, uh, Cole seems to have gotten some rhythm with this book. It's one of the faster-paced books they had. Action was fun. They did have some witty dialogue. And it did have some slow parts in there, too, because, you know, he had to cram in his political nonsense at the very beginning of the book. Like, oh, we're moving to a democratic republic and don't worship me as a king and all this stuff like that. But for the most part, the book was fast-paced, was funny, was action. 
<laughs> and then it had that woke panel right there. That yeah. I'm like, okay, folks, I see you dropping jewels, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought that was pretty cool right there. So I'm, I'm interested. But I, like I said, the next pan, the next cover I saw was the cover of Black Panther and Storm, like hugged up together. Cause it looked like Coates is trying to shift them. Cause they've been, they've been apart for like almost 10 years now. So now Coates is trying to weave her back in there, but she says she's trying to keep in a distance. And I think I'm, I'm going to save up my rant for that next month. Cause I need, I need that to stew for a bit. Yeah. So I'll let you go on with the next book. All right. Well, yeah, I, I did read some Marvel this week. Um, yeah. Now speaking of events that are kind of dumb. Um, (laughs) yeah, I got, I got sucked into Weapons of Mutant Destruction. I've been reading it. I I thought you about the the other dumb. Oh, yeah, we can get to that too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I've been reading the Weapon X comic, um, lately. It's the new, out of this new X line that they got. You know, it's the, a team of Old Man Logan, Sabretooth, Lady Deathstrike, Domino, and Warpath. You know, I gotta, I gotta support the, the brother. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I, you know, and it's that the Weapon X book led into Weapons of Mutant Destruction, and um, so I've been following this arc, and I've been curious just to see how shitty it would be, and surprisingly, it hasn't been that bad. Um, so basically, the, the the Weapon X program is back up and running, and it's been creating these like cyborgs with uh, modeled after mutant powers. And most of this story has been the team sort of investigating and searching for answers and shit. And they end up, and they end up teaming up with Amadeus Cho. So yeah, I had to read a couple of totally awesome Hulk books <laughs> to find out what was that. Cause it's been a cross, another Marvel crossover. Marvel knows how to get you. They know <laughs> yeah. how to get you. Yeah. I finally had to read a totally awesome Hulk book. Two of them. <laughs> <laughs> did, did Jeremy Lin show up? <laughs> So basically, in this issue, this is Weapon Weapons of Mutant Destruction number five. Um, in this issue, they finally track down the lab where they're making all these these fucking assholes at, and they launch their attack. Now, of course, Striker, you know, he's now Reverend Striker, the psycho well, Christian. Right, Reverend. but he, he was he was always Reverend Striker. Yeah, like they, yeah, okay. and he's a yeah, the, you know, the Reverend Jesus freak, you know, in charge and hates mute the, the purifiers. He's been leading. The, he's been preaching to the purifiers. You know, okay. Well, they finally released the Hulk Wolverine hybrid. You know, at the end of this oh. book. You know, the Walt, the Hulk, yes, the Hulk uh, Wolverine hybrid. Yeah. You know. Okay. And, and um, so I mean, there's one more issue to go. So I think basically that was the, like the last panel. They release what is it? Batch H, I think they're calling him. He's bat. You know, the batch of. Liquid H, that's what he's called. Right, kind of like Department H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like that. So he's like, you know, the release him, that was like the last panel. So I'm sure like the big final showdown is going to be the last issue. And so far, the story's been okay. But what's been really interesting is the dynamic between all the characters. Because you got the good mutants, you got the evil mutants who are constantly at odds with each other. And Logan is like trying to rein them all in and keep them from killing each other all the time. And then, and okay. then yeah, and then once you get him, Amadeus show, once he shows up, He's the total odd man out. You know, he doesn't want anybody killing anybody. You know, he's, you know, Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. And, and of course, you got Lady Deathstrike and Sabretooth, Domino, and even Logan, who just don't give a fuck. They're like, they'll kill anybody. But, right. you know, <laughs> so there's always this tension going on between all the characters. And, and then Amadeus, he isn't a mutant. 
You know, he's just an outsider, so he doesn't right. understand. Right, he's just there because they're taking gamma yeah. stuff. And, yeah. yeah, so he doesn't understand the persecution and the prejudice that the mutants had to, had to put up with. So right. that so there has been some really interesting character moments in this book that's kept it from being a total pile of dog shit. You know, yeah. I mean, there was the weapon, the weapon X story has always been pretty interesting. That the fact that you know that the government has been taking mutants and experimenting on them, mm-hmm. you know, to make super. That, that's actually a pretty interesting story. You know? Yeah, I mean, there was a scene with Amadeus and uh, Sabretooth. They get into an argument and then they start fighting, and then Amadeus hulks out and beats the shit out of Sabretooth. And the whole team was <laughs> the whole team was like, "Damn, you really lost it there, kid. You know, you could." Like you could have killed someone yourself, you know. You may maybe you ain't as in control as you think, you know. So and, that was, and that's the yeah. thing. Like I, I've read a few totally awesome Hulk books. Don't ask me why, but I have. <laughs> but yeah, every every now and then, like he's pretty cool and clown. But every now and then, he will lose his shit, like for a split second, yeah. you know. And it, it does happen from time to time. So yeah, so that was there's some cool moments in it. But yeah, overall, there's this the concept of a you know a Wolverine Hulk hybrid is kind of dumb, you know. Why the Hulk needs claws when anything he punches, he's going to destroy anyway. And why, right. he, why he needs adamantium on his bones when you ain't gonna, you can't break the Hulk's bones either. So <laughs> It's like giving Superman a gun. You're like, yeah. why? It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's total overkill. You know, and I mean, there was a part in there. It was like the, the, the scientists are trying to fuse the adamantium onto the bones of, of the subject, you know. But, the, but because the bones grow whenever the test subject hulks out. So right. they got to they got to keep they have to find a way to keep him as the Hulk all the time. So they got to pump all these hormones, you know, into his, you know this adrenaline gland or whatever to keep him constantly angry. So he's the Hulk all the time, you know. Why well, don't they just admit it was a bad idea putting Wolverine <laughs> into the Hulk and be done with it? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean it's 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 run by Stryker, who's you know all into yeah like mutants are uh, an abomination against God creation and all that shit. So there's a lot of that going on, you know. The very the heavily uh, you know, gay, you know, LGBTQT or whatever community, uh, you know, th- those parallels that there's it, 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 there's that huge commentary is totally apparent in this book. So. God yeah. Love Man Kills. <laughs> hey, yeah. if you haven't read that story, go out and read God Love Man Kills. It is on Marvel Unlimited. Uh, great story. That's where Stryker originally came from. He was not a military. I guess he is military, but he's a preacher also to basically mm-hmm. say, you know, uh, God take mutants, basically. Yeah, evangelist you know. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a, a a scripture in there about mutants, you know, put them all to death, you know, whatever. Yeah. Old Testament. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, like I said, we, oh, what do you rate it? What do you rate it? Oh, uh, this one, I'll give it a, I'll give it a, fuck it, I'll give it a four out of five. The action picked four up a little bit. Yeah, so. Okay, now what is, this is issue three, right? This is issue five. So there's one more issue. issue. Five. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it, but it's been, it's been like, yeah, it's been crossing over with the Weapon X book. Then weapons of the weapons, the actual weapons of mutant destruction. Then it's been there's been a couple with totally awesome Hulk, and it's been kind of going all over the place. You know, yeah, Marvel, yeah, going all over that, the place. <laughs> that's Marvel for you, okay? So, like I said, we can go from one crappy event to to another crappy event. Yeah. <laughs> and I do, I, I guess we do have to talk about Secret Empire. Uh, I guess we're on Secret Damn. Empire number eight. Yeah, and I heard some shit went down. Yeah. Some shit went down. Eli, I I like this issue. No like, shit. Like, I really like this issue. Like, I read this shit like, oh, this is entertaining. This is good. This well, is, God so, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and there was some shit with that. It was some controversial ending in there that, you know, got me excited to see what's going on. And, I, and I, I'll, I'll talk about the story, and I'll talk about why I like the story anyway. But quick synopsis of it. Basically, uh, the, the resistance are fucked. You know, basically, Hydra is just wiping out everybody left and right. 
they find out where uh, Hawkeye and the other good Avengers are, and they kind of wiped out their entire base. They thought they killed them, but they're not dead. You know, they survived or whatever like that. But they know the base is gone. They're like they have like all their manpower is gone, so they have no way to take on Hydra. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alpha, like Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, and all her group, they're still out in space. They can't get back, you know. And they're so worried about the stopping the Chitauri invasion coming back, they can't even worry about getting back in, you know, to to stop Cap because they weren't worried about the invasion or anything else. So basically, everything's going according to uh, Hydra's plan exactly how he wants to. Captain America meets at Capitol Hill. He meets with some uh some diplomats and things like that, and they basically say, you know, hell Hydra like that. But we already knew from earlier issues that Hydra's already been putting like mind control fluid in the water to be controlling people's minds anyway. So we don't know if they actually are with Hydra or they're just thinking they're with Hydra. So now all this bullshit is going on. The heroes can't do anything. The heroes not supposed to do anything. But there's one hero that says she is going to do something, and that is Black Widow. Last time we left Black Widow, she took a few of the like the young Avengers, like you know, the ones that everybody hate, like Totally Awesome Hulk, you know, mm-hmm. Black Spider Man, things like yeah. that. And she trained them to be like, Okay, you are going I'm going to train you to be my small military unit so we can kill Captain America. Not turn him back good, not use a cosmic hip to reverse all this stuff. No, we're gonna shoot him in the fucking head, call it a day. That's what we're gonna do. So she and but but here's the thing, here's how the thing comes full circle because Miles Morales is riding, you know, in the Quinjet with her, and we all know what Miles Morales. We saw the future with Miles Morales killing Captain America back in Civil War II. You know, that was the big prophecy that he's supposed to kill Captain America. Now, at the time when they saw that prophecy, that was before everybody knew Captain America was Hydra, and nobody thought anything about. It. They were like, "Okay, there's no way that's gonna happen. Like, he, there's no way he's gonna kill Captain America." But now. With the way it's looking with Captain America at Capitol Hill, which what it was in the vision, and Miles Morales and Black Widow heading to Capitol Hill to kill Captain America, he's like, yeah, I'm going to be the guy to do it. I mean, it's it's all lining up in the place exactly how it's want to be. And Black Widow's like, you're not going to kill Captain America. You're not a killer. He's like, I, it was, we already seen the future. Of course I'm going to be a killer. They're like, i tell you what. Go, I need another uh, rifle or something like that. Why don't you go in the back of the Quinjet? And get my other rifle. You're like, okay, sure. And you already know what happens. She locks him in the back. <laughs> you're like, you're not going to kill Captain America. I'm going to kill Captain America. So she locks him in the Quinjet. She goes down. She uh sends her, like, you know, the other young Avengers or whatever like that. They start a diversion to kind of distract the crowd so nobody pays attention to why Black Widow sneaks in with her sniper rifle to get ready to take Cap out. So she got the, the laser on him. She got the red dot on Cap's head, ready to take him out. But right before she can pull the trigger, she looks at the scope. Somebody else has a scope on her. Oh, so shit. She had, yeah, so she ducks down before she gets sniped. And where all she sees is like a big Hydra symbol on his chest. And guess who it is? <laughs> the Punisher. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah, the Punisher. That's who the fuck it was. <laughs> oh. He was like, look, I'm the right hand of Hydra. Cap wants me to take you out because he knew you were coming the whole time. We're going to have this out right now. You're like, okay. And they, they go the fuck at it, man. That fight was fucking awesome. Like, Black, like Punisher has his fucking machine gun trying to shoot Black Wing at close range. She's like dodging and shit. He's like, okay, guns are going to work in close range. That's cool. He pulls out some like big ass knives and starts swinging at it and stuff like that. She's like dodging and like blocking and countering. I'm like, man, this fight is fucking awesome. And I'm trying to think, does, she, does he get her? 
or something. I think he I think he tags like in the in a in the shoulder. Something like but anyway, he does something to like knock her down. And she, and like she sees she sees she's armor wait she's like a little bit away from a gun and Punisher's about to come over to like put the put the gun, put the knives like right in her, her chest like that. But somehow she counters the knives and stabs Punisher like right in the legs. And like he goes down, he's like, Oh fuck, you got me. So I don't know what's gonna happen with Punisher later on, but he's saying like uh Okay, you can get me, but that's okay, Natasha. They're still gonna get you later on, so you're still gonna get yours. She's like, yeah, whatever. I'm about to go kill Captain America. So somehow Miles Morales gets out. They don't really explain how he got out. He's just saying it's destiny, so I'm gonna get out this Quinjet and I'm gonna kill Captain America. So since the diversion happened, Captain Hill has been completely cleared out. Nobody's there except Captain America. Captain America sees Miles, and he basically says. It's about time you got here. Like he, he, cause he saw the prophecy also. He know Miles supposed to be the one to kill him. So he was like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be the one to stop you, Captain. They get into a big fight right there. And guess what? Spider-Man versus Captain America is kind of lopsided when you think about it. Cause basically, Cap- uh, Miles punches him so hard, he cracks his shield. It's not a vibranium shield. I don't know what the shield's made out of. So the shield flies over the place. And Miles Morales just beats the shit out of Captain America. And I do have to make a, a, a little sidebar about this. I think there's a little symbolism of a Afro Latino brown and black little boy fighting right now the symbol of oppression, which is the American white hero. I think it's something to that. I don't know. Maybe Nick Smith was trying to do that or not. I don't know. That's what happened. But stop, yeah, my, stop pushing your agenda on me. <laughs> but guess what? They didn't notice it until I said it. <laughs> You you just read the book, you're like, oh yeah, it's a stupid comic book. Yeah, but that it's clearly that's what's going on right there. The the brown and black is fighting white oppression. It's right there in front of you. So he's beating the shit out of them. And Miles Morales, oh, I missed something. I missed something. Why Miles Morales wild the fuck out? It's something I think had before then. Before Miles Morales and Captain America square off and fight each other, uh, Black Widow interrupt the fight. She's like, no, no, this is not gonna happen, Miles, because I already know. We prophesied that you're supposed to kill Cap. This can't happen. But Captain America, but she gets in the way of Captain America swing. And, you know, Captain America got that, that sharp-ass shield, right? And Captain America slits her throat. Down goes Black Widow. Yeah. Done. Dead. She's out of the fight. And my brother like, what the fuck? You just killed Black Widow. And Captain America like, oh, what the fuck? I just killed Black Widow. Like, he didn't mean to kill her. She just got in the way. Like, well, that's what happened. So when Miles Morales saw Black Widow on the ground bleeding out and she's dead, he, that's when he flips the fuck out, breaks the shield, beats the shit out of him. Like, no, this ends right now. Cause if I kill you right now, this nightmare ends. But at the same time, he got to remember, this is Captain America. He can't really kill Captain America. Plus, he's never killed anybody before. He's not a killer like, like, a Cap, like, a, like Black Widow and all these other assassins and Punisher things like that. So, right before he lays the final punch, we would have made the prophecy come true. He lets Cap go. He's like, I, I can't do it. And Cap arrests him. Cap arrests the other Avengers. They throw Black Widow in a body bag. And yeah, that's that's it from there. And I'm like, man, that is that is all fucked up. So uh some other shit happened to come. Honestly, I can't even remember what happened to come. I just remember that was the main shit right there. So basically, yeah, uh the yeah. resistance is fucked. Yeah, I heard about I heard about that shit. You know. Yeah. But at the same time, you know what? I, I kind of feel like this whole the, the shit is going so off the rails from the main Marvel comic book that it almost feels like an Elseworlds story. Because we know what's going to happen. They're looking for a Cosmic Cube. I think Captain America has all the pieces of the Cosmic Cube to remake the Cosmic Cube. You know the good guys are going to take the Cosmic Cube. They're going to reset all this shit back. 
None of this shit will ever happen, and it will never be talked about again. So for right now, it's basically injustice. That's how I feel it is right now. So I'm just mm -hmm. I'm on board with the story right now because it feels like an Elseworld injustice storyline. Just let it play out because when legacy hits and generation hits, this shit won't matter anyway. So yeah, Black Widow's dead. Who gives a fuck? She'll be back in six months. Less than that, really. You know. Yeah. So that's all I can say about that. But yeah, I I give I gave that book a four four point five out of five, man. It was great. It actually made Civil War two that piece of shit uh story actually even better in return because at the time i, I was just thinking i, I was I, even though going on at the same time as civil war ii i paid no attention that they were even relating that to civil war ii i'm like yeah there's no way they're going to even reference the story in there captain america was gonna be a good guy but yeah they're bringing it all back and yeah and watching miles Morales beat the shit out of captain america that's why it, i would have gave it a four but that gave it an extra point point five for me so that's cool yeah so, uh, any other books let's talk about? Uh, well, I can mention Occupy Avengers because yeah. it tied into uh, Secret Empire, and it's also the final issue. They finally, it turns out that they didn't uh, cancel it like I thought they did months ago. It turns out just my comic shop didn't have it. So, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, your yeah. comic thought, thought they canceled it just as much as you did. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I, I found a, I found some issues at another comic shop. Like, holy shit! Look at me. So I. Bottom up, and it turns out, yeah, last week was the last issue, issue number nine. Um, now, Occupy Avengers is basically Hawkeye and Redwood. Uh, they've been, okay. and they kind of formed this, uh, kind of like the A team. They got uh, Nightshade, who went good and is now has the Nighthawk suit because the Nighthawk dude died. So um, wait, the white one or the black one? The black guy. Wow. Oh, he did that. I think and, he did that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Nightshade, you know, the werewolf scientist chick, she's got the suit now. Uh, so she's probably. Oh, I thought she was DC. I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's um, got the Nighthawk suit. She they, They've been calling her Nighthawk. And then they teamed up with this Wheels Walensky or whatever. He's a super genius scientist dude in a wheelchair. And he ends up turning their van. Into like a that transformer. Sounds, that, 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 he sounds familiar. Yeah, he's like the super he genius. Like he might have been shit. with. He, he sounds like he might have been with the Power Pack, like back in the eighties or something. Yeah, so I might be making up. Yeah, I'm sure he's he's from somewhere, but he he ends up turning their van into like this transformer robot thing that he sits in and kicks ass. With. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. So the last issue, um, last couple issues, they've been dealing with the effects of Secret Empire. Now Hawkeye leaves the team to go join Black Widow on her mission to go kill Nazi Cap. You know, okay. And, they, and they, he's not—he's not in the book, you know. When when she does all that bullshit, yeah. he's not there. He ends up fucking her in the in the broom closet, though. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically Red Wolf and Nine Hawk. They're going around and they're taking out Hydra bases, guerrilla warfare style. And they're taking back the food supply for all the farmers in like the Midwest America, you know, because Hydra's kind of like taking over, you know, like Nazis basically. Right. And, regulating food and making people stand in food lines and so they've been basically making these food raids on, on, on Hydra and they and they end up going up to the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota to make their final stand because there's some secret shield base out there that has a bunch of weapons and they end up yeah. leading this armed rebellion against Hydra. You know, which was kinda cool because they brought back um, these two characters, these two native dudes from the first couple issues named Frank and Silas. Uh, and they, 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 okay. these guys helped Red Wolf and Hawkeye fight Hydro Man, 
who was working, they were, he was working for this corporation that was contaminating the reservation's water supply. So there was a definite. We did, what, did they say the name of the uh, corporation? No, no, I can't remember. Because okay. I think, I think, the, I think Red was first appearance. I think he fought Hydro Man also. Yeah. But it was a total comment on like the whole Standing Rock thing. So that was kind of cool. But these two characters, these two native guys, um, they, they came back in this, in these last couple issues and they're part of the underground resistance that is fighting Hydra. So okay. it kind of ends where they make the, like they, they're, they're, you know, the Hydra's got their army, they're closing in on the base and all, and they, they get load their weapons and, you know, Nighthawk or Nightshade, she's had the hots for Red Wolf this whole time. She's been trying to fuck him the whole time. And they finally kiss. <laughs> it's like, if we survive this, you know, we're, we're going to get together. Basically, in the last panel, is just them, you know, running out, going, ah, shooting, and that's it. And it's at the end. And that was the last issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fucked up way to Why can't he fuck in the broom closet, too? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Why yeah. Hawkeye get all the action? <laughs> yeah, but like I, I, I started reading it because of you know Red Wolf. I'm trying to support the native character again, you know, even though his actual book sucked, you know. But uh, uh, yeah. I, I feel for you. It's yeah. like reading Luke Cage in the '90s. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, it's, it's so I'm I'm fine with Secret Empire because it's basically turning out to be like a, a Age of Apocalypse or. Age of Ultron, you know, any one of those alternate Elseworld stories, that, uh, like Old Man Logan, you know, stories like that. I'm cool with it because none of this shit's going to matter anyway. So let, let – uh, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, they can kill off as many people as they want. Yeah, you know, they might as well. Just, yeah. Go nuts. <laughs> yeah. Just go nuts. Fuck it. I don't care because I was going to reset it all anyway. So I'm trying to think. Uh, I think that's all the books we ran through. Uh, like I said, some good comics coming out. And we're going to keep up with this a little bit more because, like I said, this next Black Panther comic book, I have a really crazy rant I want to go on. But we're going to keep this going in from there on. But, yeah, I guess that's pretty much the show. Yeah, I think we got it. I think we pretty much nailed everything on the head. We pretty much touched every topic we wanted to go on. So, like I said, if you listen to the podcast, and I want to thank everybody that liked our Facebook page. We have to get a, a lot more likes on this one. We're you know, the, uh, the the Facebook page is growing pretty fast. If you've gotten all this way to the end of the podcast, you might as well just go ahead and give us a like. You know, subscribe to the iTunes feed, like the Facebook page. We will have a Twitter page by the end of the uh, week. I guarantee you, I promise, uh, it will be up and running. And, yeah, like I said, it's we'll come back next week with some more comics and news and other crazy stuff we want to talk about. So, so until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we'll talk to you later.